I'm Jeff Quentin. I want to welcome you to episode one of Belts, Bumped, and Barbed Wire, a podcast presented by DMV Wrestling. Our guest this episode is Sean Hardy of 1CW. 1CW has a show this weekend, Saturday, January 14th in Houston, Delaware at the Fire Hall. And now on with the show. Hi, this is Jeff Quentin with Belts, Bumps, and Barbed Wire. Our guest today is Sean Hardy of 1CW Wrestling, and just want to talk to Sean about his history as a wrestler, an owner, and a promoter, what's going on in the future with his company. We'll get right into the interview right now. So, Sean, if you tell me how you got into wrestling to begin with as a wrestler back in the day. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, my wrestling career started when I was a young, young kid. Uh, I did a lot of scholastic wrestling. I actually started when I was in the third grade. Uh, wrestled all the way up through high school, did very, very well, um, wrestled in college as well, and uh, then I broke my hip, so I had to take a little break, um, no more wrestling for a while, and I got into the business world, and as I broke into the business world, one of my contacts uh, ended up being in the pro wrestling world, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I was a fan pro wrestling ever since uh, the WWE days, I didn't grow up far from the Allentown Fairgrounds, uh, we had the pleasure of seeing a lot of the tapings and things like that, um, so, you know, it's kind of, Saturday mornings was wrestling, that's, that's what it was. I had an older brother and a younger brother, and we kind of beat on each other a little bit. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I met a gentleman uh, who, uh, like I said, was a pro wrestler, Jeff Rocker, uh, who ended up being one of my trainers, uh, along with Axel Rotten and Mark Harrow. Uh, Axel, uh, big, big influence, big, tremendous, taught me so much psychology about the business. Uh, they were my original trainers. I traveled up and down the road with Jeff and Mark and Brian for a while. We did Connecticut, Massachusetts. Uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York, uh, basically the Northeast Circuit, um, 2003 to 2005. Um, and as we did that um, in 2003 as well, we had ran into, I uh, was working for a, a gentleman as well, a restaurant and bar uh, by the name of Steve Grossman. And we actually um, somehow formed a wrestling company. It was kind of weird the way it happened. We were actually, um, like I said, because we were traveling and stuff, we weren't really sure. And it was just... Jeff, who came and said, hey, you know, with your business mind and we had the venue and Sean, you got experience as well and things like that. You know, let's talk about starting our own business. And like I said, I had some injuries had broken my hip earlier and then I had some back uh, back issues. So it was time for me to step away and get into the promoting. And uh, the three of us, Jeff Rocker, myself and Steve Grossman in uh, late 2003, started the original Delaware Championship Wrestling. Um, we ran that for quite a while. And then uh, Jeff moved to Florida. Uh, Steve uh, had some health issues and was getting out. And uh, I kept it by myself for a little bit. Uh, went from Delaware to Dynamite. thus the name change. Um, and then I was in a car accident and had back issues again. And that's when I stepped away. A bunch of the fellas that were uh, actually training with us wanted to buy that company. So I actually um, sold it out to them while I recovered. So that's how I got started. Uh, I had a couple stops after that in between helping people start some companies. And then, of course, you know, 1CW being my baby. Um, I did some stuff with some friends. We called it Hellaware Championship Wrestling here out of Delaware. And we did a little bit of hardcore stuff. And we brought in the Necro Butcher and Homeless Jimmy. Um, the Briscoe Brothers showed up. It was actually Mark versus Jay. You can look that up on YouTube. You want to talk about a... Ooh. I'm not even going to say it. Um, they beat the, the heck out of each other. I also started a business in West Virginia called Off the Change Wrestling. 
uh, with one of my performers and talent, Crazy Shay, and we did that for a while. And I also started another company that was called Atlantic Pro Wrestling with Dino Biello. It's now called uh, Atlantic All-Star Wrestling, as Dino kept that going up in Pennsylvania. And then 1CW, my baby. I started that myself in 2009 and currently going right now. I brought on a partner for the first time in 2018 in Sean Carlson, and things have really prospered, and I couldn't be happier. But the one thing I want to tell everybody, Jeff, that you know a lot of people might not know is every event that I've ever done, we donate the money back. There's always a cause, you know, and uh, that's what drives me. You know, yeah, I was a performer. Yeah, I got into the promoting world and stuff. But uh, being able to get in this community and dig into it has been a great, great thing. So that's kind of the, everything in a nutshell right there. I know I was reading your bio that you sent over, and you said you – had also trained with Axel Rotten, and that's the name that's familiar to a lot of people in the DMV and a lot of the readers of my site and the listeners of this podcast. So if you just talk about your relationship with Axel. Yeah, what a mentor. Miss Brian Dearly. I had the pleasure of traveling with him, learning from him, and training underneath him. Great, great psychology, uh, mind for the business. Never given the credit for that. He was always known for his hardcore stuff, but man, technically... And psychologically, one of the best in the business. Sorely missed. We all know about his demons and, and things like that. But hey, people are human. So I never fault anybody. I never walked a day in his shoes. So I wouldn't be able to sit here and, and say what he should have, could have, would have done. Um, do we miss him? Yeah, we miss him dearly. What a great guy. What an honor it was to learn from him. I hope I make him proud by carrying on and doing what we do. Uh, he actually was uh, a 1CW tag team champion with Julio De Niro. So I had a pleasure, uh, again, not only of training under him, but and then having the pleasure of being the boss. So it was a pretty cool relationship. Yeah. Talk to me about the wrestlers who influenced you when you were growing up as a kid watching WWE shows in Allentown Saturday mornings. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My older brother was a, a Don Morocco fan and I was a Superfly Jimmy Snuka fan. Uh, this was before all the the hub hub and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I just was enthralled by his athleticism. Um, I love his charisma, the way he just got to the crowd and how he just, you know, he was a star. Um, and then of course, you know, Bruno San Martino. I mean, a lot of people never ever give Bruno the credit that he deserves. Um, but I think Bruno had a great influence because I remember watching Bruno with my grandmother and that's kind of how I got hooked on those Saturday mornings leading into things. So I can't ever forget that. But honestly, I was a big NWA guy. I really, really dug the NWA. I got into Dusty Rhodes. Um, I thought he was a super, super way ahead uh, of the business, a super mind and what an outstanding talent. And uh, what we all know today is how many lives that he touched, not only with his children, but people along the way as he trained and worked with. And uh, yeah, I really missed those NWA days. They were great. Yeah, I had a similar background to you watching NWA, specifically Mid-Atlantic on Saturday afternoons with my grandfather growing up as a kid. So really big Great Magnum. Stuff. Yeah, I was a really big Magnum TA fan. And Yeah, yeah. Now that you're in the business, who do you see today that's wrestling at any level or any promotion that you think is doing it right? I tell you, you know, there's a lot of young talent out there. Um, that everybody likes to keep their eye on and say, you know, hey, who's the next rising superstar? But one of the things I look at right now is 
you know, some of these guys that have maybe resurrected their careers, you know, the Matt Cardona's, you know, the big cast, you know, some of these guys who have just, you know, bounced back from a little bit of adversity or some major adversity, you know, and really, really come back. You know, I think everybody had Cardona written off uh, everybody but himself. And then he came back and hit that indie scene, you know, between the NWA and GCW and some of the stuff that he's done. And uh, boy, everybody's begging for him. So when I look at things like that, I look at people who are trendsetters, you know, who's really trying to change this industry. And he did. He did that back when he was calling himself the Internet champion and things like that. So I think, you know, if you're looking at somebody who's really, you know, and he's still young, could could be really something in the future and uh, maybe not on a major roster right now. I, I got to say Matt Cardona locally. There are so many people. Um, honestly, if I was to mention one or two names, I'd be leaving people out. But I can tell you there's a guy talented that was a 1CW champion, and uh, he is from the, the DMV area, and that's Mr. Grimm, the hitman for hire. How he's not signed somewhere, I'm really not sure. But what an athlete. He has size. He has speed. He has strength. He's one mean dude. I love what the NWA is doing right now, too, as well. Yeah, these two have been watching it some lately. More back before COVID, but then they've just announced yesterday they're taking everything off fight and putting it all back on YouTube. Nice. So I kind of like that free stuff. It works for me. I, I know that probably hurt them a lot during COVID, that and some of the personnel changes and having people getting hired away or getting fired during COVID. So that had a, a lot to do with them going downhill afterwards. So Yeah, it was tough. I'll tell you, COVID was a tough battle. Um, one CW, we were very fortunate. We kind of took advantage of where we could run and how we could run. Um, Delaware was shut down during the COVID pandemic, but Pennsylvania still had some openings and it all went, you know, by limited number of crowds. So what we did was just do multiple shows. Um, if we could only put 30 to 50 people in the building because of the way they wanted it spaced, we would do three different events. And, uh, you know, still bringing 150 people to get to see it during that day. So thinking outside the box for everybody to survive during that pandemic has been tough. Um, but what it did teach us, I can tell you, uh, moving forward is, you know, is, is stay true to your model and, and straight stay true to your product. And, and uh, things always work out. OK, so and, and another question I would have is where do you see the business going in five years and 10 years, considering what's going on now with all of the streaming services and all of the things online and all of the people going to, to New Japan or all the independent promotions and having independent schedules and working with AEW and everybody else versus what had become the WWE model after they put WCW out of business. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm excited. I think this is the best model for the talent. Um, and what's best for the talent always correlates to what's best for the fans because then they put on a better performance. Um, let's face it. When you're happy going to work, you put on a happy job. When you're not happy going to work, you're not going to put on a great job. And it shows that's, that's whether you're a wrestler or if you're a chef or whatever it is, uh, I'm a firm believer of that. I think this hidden door or going through the, you know, whatever they want to call that, you know, and everybody opening it up, you know, whether it's New Japan having this working relationship, you know, with uh, uh, AEW or WWE and, and everybody trying to figure it out. I think, you know, what I do like is that the door is never closed for anybody to go anywhere. And, and that's what it should be. I see people taking a little bit more of control of their narrative. 
um, not to steal a quote from, you know, anybody EC3 or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, that's where the industry's at, you know, um, and I think it's a great, great thing. Our product is actually on streaming. We're on Roku and we're on some other streaming services. And I think it's great that it allows fans all over the world to be able to recognize and see one CW, which then allows us and, and our, our talent to sell product. So it's a good thing, you know. Do I see it ever going back to a Monday Night Wars? I think somehow the fans kind of in their heart really like to see people battle things out. But best for the business, I, I think it's best the way it, the model's going right now and and people going to New Japan and, and going to AEW and going to GCW and the Indies and, and looking at WWE and saying, hey, I can be successful over here and then still come back if I want to. Um, scheduling and family things are very important and I'm glad it's being recognized now and uh, being that independent contractor um, sometimes has, has great perks. So I think it's only a great thing for the business. I really do. It's really similar. I, th I thought of it lately. It's really similar to a territory situation where the system used to be, except you control your own schedule and it's not the grueling schedule of, of having six shows a week and having to do shows all every night and drive from all the different cities and, and get exhausted and get worn out and getting hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I kind of, I agree. I agree. And I know I've seen some people who are taking advantage of it and working almost every weekend in a different location lately. So I've even said something to, to a wrestler after a show recently that I, every time I look, he's working somewhere else every weekend. So, I mean, you have that opportunity if you're young and don't have a family to, to make as much money as possible, depending on what you're getting paid but what your expenses are. But you have, sure. have it's just a situation where you, you have a choice instead of being filtered into a system where you're stuck doing what they tell you to do and only what they tell you to do, and you have no control of the process or input into it if you don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're, you're spot on. And uh, as a promoter, I try to help get as many people that come to me, you know, to reach out to other promoters for them to try to put in a good word or, or whatever. But, you know, I see local talents like, you know, Brandon Scott's and, and, and these type of people that, 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 let's face it, they could be wrestling five nights a week easily. They're that talented. They're in demand and, and they understand how this works. And if they really want to do it, they can do it. Um, when we talk about some local DMV guys that are, you know, really superstars, that there, there's a guy right there, no doubt. Yeah, I've, I've seen him a few places online besides in person. And another one that I've seen a lot of is Miles Hawkins lately. Yeah, yeah, I like Miles. And then Chris Bay, even he didn't get the attention that Leo Rush did, was mm -hmm. going to New Japan to the Super Tag, Super Junior Tag League. But Chris Bay was involved in that too, and he's from Alexandria, Virginia, so he's from the area. And he's just as does a lot of work in a lot of different places and I've been impressed with what I've seen of him. Yeah. I love to see it. I love to see these local guys live it out and let's face it. You know, the one thing that we know is, you know, that there's nothing easy about it. So um, to make it to that level, that takes dedication and, and, and that's what makes them rise to the top. So I'm, I'm happy for them. Okay. Moving on to another topic. Let's talk about what's going on in one CW right now and with your event and talk about some of the person the big personalities and some of the fuse and some of the things that are going on in, in your company. Absolutely. Um, we just had a lot going on. Um, let's say, um, December was a big month, end of the year, uh, led us to our next event, which is January the 14th. 
our first event of 2023. We're bringing in Devon Dudley's boys. Uh, they're considered Dudley 2.0. They're a great, great up-and-coming tag team out of Atlanta, Georgia, teaming uh, and training out of the Nightmare Factory down there with Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall and all those guys. Um, and they're coming in to challenge our newly crowned tag team champions, the Dynasty, um, the Tar Brothers, Dustin and Chris Tar. Looking forward to that matchup. Um, looking forward to uh, working with the, the with the Dudley boys here, the 2.0 version. Um, seemed like really nice fellas and looking forward to having them in Delaware. Um, some other things going on in one CW is we got a new champion. Um, Ty awesome. Fresh off. Uh, he did a little bit of stuff on, um, SmackDown recently. Um, he defeated miles millennium, um, a little bit of controversy there. Um, with a gentleman named Stevie Ray styles. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that character or not. Um, but he, he seems to be in the middle of that issue. Anyhow, there's a new champion there. And then, of course, there's uh, Ranch Hand, Sean Carlson, the Bulletproof champion. And uh, he has really been firing up the crowd of Houston, getting everybody behind him, and seems to be one of the rising stars on the East Coast. I see him getting booked not only in 1CW. I see him up in Pennsylvania. I see him getting lots of bookings up in New Jersey and New York. So super excited for that young talent and um, what he's doing. So that's pretty much what's going on. And uh, we have a partnership on the 14th with our sister federation. We are a brother-sister federation. We do 1CW Pro Wrestling, and we also do CCW Capital Championship Wrestling. And, man, they got some fire coming with them, um, bringing some really, really good matchups. I just got the lineup today. Um, and looking forward to that as well. So not only, you know, when you come to a 1CW event, do you get to see the 1CW matches? You get that extra bonus. It's two, two shows for the price of one. It's a great bang for your buck. And if you like ladies wrestling, the talent at CCW is undeniably top-notch. So uh, January 14th is going to be a banging event, no doubt. To sum it up for the fans could you and the listeners, could you – Tell us about the details of that event and how to get tickets and where it is and, and all the details for when it is. Absolutely, man. I'm a promoter. You know, I know how to do that. <laughs> um, I just sometimes I don't like to overstep and, and be rude like that. But, yeah, absolutely. We are located in Houston, Delaware. Uh, showtime is six o'clock sharp. Doors are open at five. Tickets you can purchase at 1CW Pro Wrestling on Facebook. You can reach out to Sean Hardy on Facebook. Rows one and two are already sold out, so we're seating row three and back. Um, our last couple of events have been standing room only. We do fit 500 in that building. Um, so we're looking forward to another great, great event. We are on Instagram and Twitter and all, all of those. Uh, Facebook seems to be the easiest one for a lot of people, but yeah, uh, we're on YouTube as well. You can check out our matches on YouTube, check up, get caught up on all the angles, all the talent, uh, see some of the people that have come through the doors of 1CW in 2022. So yeah, looking for a great year. We got a lot of big stuff planned. What is the most embarrassing situation you've had as a wrestler? Well... Most embarrassing situation, um, probably on a road trip. Um, I got locked out of my hotel room uh, with nothing but a towel. Uh, and that towel didn't last very long. The boys seemed to, you know, want to pull that off of me very quickly and then carry me down to the lobby and uh, leave me in the lobby. And my room was on the fourth floor. Uh, um, it was a packed hotel. 
there happened to be a couple kids and family there. So, uh, it was a lot of explaining to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, prank pranks all the time, you know, uh, road trips were great. I, I do miss that. I get to do some with some of the guys. Now I do travel with some of the fellas. Now, um, I do a little bit of managing on and off, um, step in and help wherever's needed. And uh, I advise for a couple of other federations. So I do travel with my guys as they work there and uh, get a chance to do it. But I don't prank them quite like that. Um, be, only because it was families there. If it had been just guys, that, you know, hey, man, you know, I'm good with it. Even girls, I'm all right. You know, but there was family. So that was a little bit of explaining to do. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have I've been known to um, – order my dinner on someone's tab before and, you know, kind of leave the establishment before they, they get the bill, you know? Um, so road trips with me can be a lot of fun or pretty expensive. Okay. Let's go to this five questions now, just personal questions. Yes, sir. Favorite food. My favorite food. I love lasagna. Okay. Your favorite libation. Uh, I drink a drink that's called Monaco. It's uh, a mixture of Red Bull and vodka. Cheers up. Okay. That's good. And what is your favorite vacation spot? To be honest with you, Las Vegas. Okay. That's a good one. And your favorite band or musician? Um, Stevie Ray Vaughn, which is where I got my character name, Stevie Ray Styles. Yeah, I remember I was a kid in high school working on a project when we found out the day he died in that crash. Very sad. It was very, very sad. Yeah, I remember that day. And one last one, what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid? To be honest with you, um... I just wanted to be a good husband, a good father, um, and a good example. I really didn't have great aspirations of being a big pro wrestler, or a promoter, or, or, or uh, a fireman, or anything like that. Um, I did go to college. Um, as I started to go through school, um, I wanted to get into psychology, and I did, and you know, reach out to help people. And that's, you know, kind of that's me. I, I, um, I've always been a guy to try to help somebody. So. I don't know. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, when I was younger, I want to be a pro football player or anything. I really never did. I, I just wanted to be better than my dad ever was. You know, um, I don't know. That was kind of me. Thanks for joining us this week on Belts, Bumps, and Barbed Wire. And please be sure to continue to visit DMV Wrestling's website. And we'll have a new episode of the podcast very soon. Our credits are Scott English as our executive producer. You can become an executive producer as well by an easy donation to our website. Just contact us for more details. And our production assistant is Josie Quentin. Thanks again for joining us on Belts, Bops, and Barbed Wire, and we'll talk to you again soon.